0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. <laughs> Holy crap, <rockamole>. a <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. And to the at the
1: 30. Derek Brooks,
0: 30. Brooks to the 25. 20. Derek
2: Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Derrick. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big, nasty. Yeah, big, nasty Hall of Fame, Tempe Buccaneer
1: fan, baby.
0: This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast.
2: Cannon Fire Podcast. Brother, you ain't listening and you're missing out. Woo!
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire podcast. Back at you today for episode 166. We continue our Super Bowl coverage as we are one week away from Super Bowl 55 and the first ever Home field advantage as the hometown Buccaneers take on the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City. It all goes down in Raymond James Stadium next Sunday. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And we are not alone. Returning guests. We talked to him in the preseason. We talked to him now in the postseason, one week before the biggest game in Buccaneers franchise history. From Fox Sports, Mr. Chris Myers. Welcome back to the Cannon Fire podcast, Chris. Hi Red.
0: I'm good to be on with you guys. I, I thought the Bucks would be a playoff team. I, I wasn't sure Super Bowl team, but but here we are. terrific season.
1: Absolutely. It's a very exciting time of year for sports fans. I mean, you had the Lightning with their season, winning the Stanley Cup. The Rowdies competed for their championship. It's been a great year for the city of Tampa in sports, and in Tom Brady leading the Bucks to a Super Bowl. Their second franchise appearance is just the icing on top. Evan, how are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm uh, doing pretty good. Really excited to, to have my, uh, Chris Myers on the show. Like you said, we it's uh, kind of funny, you know, we had them before the season and a lot of it's uncertainty of whether we're even going to have a season. And now here we are one week away from the Bucks playing in the Super Bowl. So
1: absolutely. We've talked about it, but just a great job from the NFL and actually making this season possible this year. You know, there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of questions regarding how things were going to play out. And I think the NFL kind of anticipated, you know, a couple of... Uh, Couple of missteps along the way, a couple of guys getting sick, but ultimately it didn't cost us a season, and here we are, ready to play the Super Bowl in a little over a week. It all comes down to this: Super Bowl Fifty Five in Tampa Bay, Bucks Chiefs. If you're betting on any of the action this weekend, then check out our friends over at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Support for CFP is also brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped team has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent a year and a half perfecting the greatest ball-hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CANON20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CANON20. Now, Chris, we've had you on the podcast before, before the season started. We talked about the Bucs' move to secure arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Now that we're here, what do you make of the season that they have put together? Well, I think we call it the best
0: uh, off-season acquisition, free agent signing move. I mean, other than you know drafting a, a top guy, and you think going back to to hiring Bruce Arians, which uh, let's give Jason Light credit. His connections with Steve Kine back in Arizona helped bring Arians out of retirement. This is really the first head coach that is Jason Light's call that he gets to hire and not, not somebody else saying, Hey, you should hire this guy. And then of course, adding Brady and we can run through the list of some of the players drafted, and the veterans uh, brought in. Um, it's an amazing season, uh, you know, for the, for the Bucks. I, you know, the division, it was a little dicey. there, losing the first, the head to head games, the first two with the saints and wasn't sure what to make of that. And then saw their performance in the playoffs against the saints and really their defense and again, having Brady, who's who's still, if he has to air it out, he'll air it out. But really, they use the term, manage a game. He he feels a game. He controls the game. He he gets a sense of what his offensive line is doing and what the other team is doing and how his defense is playing. So whether to risk it, dump it, take the sack, throw it away, whatever, go for it. Uh, and, and that evidence of that, too, even though it was a combination of. Uh, of thinking right before the half with Green Bay. So um, I, I'm, I'm really impressed for, you know, obviously wild card. And I think Brady, like the great ones have, and I've talked to some players who played against Brady and are closer to the game, who said he really does elevate like a LeBron James Jordan type of guy in, in less of an individual sport. So uh, it's really an amazing story. Um, and, you know, my, my indications are, you know, whatever the contract is, he, he said he wants to play at least 45. I can see him definitely going two more years uh, and maybe more. You know, he likes what he's doing. He's good at it. He's healthy. He takes care of himself. It's, it's one of the, the true great if he gets it's already a great story. If he gets this Super Bowl title, it'll be one of the great, you know, all time uh, stories in, in all, of, not just football, but sports.
2: Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we, we talked about earlier how there was some uncertainty of a season even happening. Of course, like we mentioned that you know, NFL had some COVID issues, but they were able to get to get by it as a broadcaster, I mean, you know, you have a routine every season and yet now you're dealing with this where you don't even know if the game that you could be calling is even going to be played. So what was the biggest adjustment for you after you've spent a full season in this? What was the biggest adjustment or biggest
0: difference that you noticed in this type of year? Well, the first uh, adjustment was, you know, I usually do the preseason TV games uh, there in Tampa with Rondé Barber. I did it with John Lynch before. And And so it's, a you know, with Fox, before I get into my regular season mode, so the preseason was wiped out, so it had an effect on on everybody, again, the uncertainty. And then once you started the season, and I want to give the NFL credit, not just for getting through the season, because they never, their games were shuffled and postponed and reworked, and I think teams knew going in there might be some unfair things at times. Uh, whether it was the Broncos with the quarterback situation, whether it's brought on by accident or or by a player who, who didn't follow the, the health guidelines. But, but but nobody, you know, no no severe illness. So the safety standards and no missed games. I mean, it's amazing playing outside a bubble with the kind of roster size that the NFL has. I mean, more in the NBA, more in baseball, hockey, whatever you're talking, you know, plus coaching staff, uh, medical people and, and the NFL going forward, Roger Goodell, some people aren't fans. I'm a big fan of I don't always agree, but he brought that draft forward, the virtual draft set the tone when we were all kind of what's going to He was like there's ways to do things and he used adjust and adapt, which are two key uh, words that I think I think I've lived my life by here in this COVID with my family and my work and, and whatever. Don't you know be smart about things, but you can't, you can't just sit there and do nothing. you can't panic. you got to go forward with whatever you can and the NFL has done that. so from a, I was excited to see that to get the opportunity. I thought it was great that they wanted announcers to go to the games even though we were kind of isolated in the booth or fans weren't there we went through testing we we had to be careful uh, we did uh, virtual meetings with teams i did miss going on the field talking to players and coaches before the game but we had we had contact uh, pipe and crowd noise whatever that was kind of hard thing too. look you see you know they're having a great matchup and a great game but no fans at the stands and yeah. thankfully we've made progress in in that area so uh, i'm really thankful considering what we were up against and, and really that all the sports were able some suffered more than others to kind of get through and get to the point where we're going to crowd a champion. And, and look, years from now, they're not going to, I think teams, they're not going to say, eh, wasn't that it wasn't that great because of COVID and the season. I, I think it deserves a lot more credit. As, as I said, I, instead of a question mark, an exclamation point, that any team that can make it through a year like this and hold it together and, and, and be a champion, I think deserves a, a lot of credit. And historically, hopefully people will think of it that way.
1: Now, looking back on the season, you've called your fair share of Bucks games over the years. But in 2020, you had to wait all the way until week 17, where you called the regular season finale as Tampa Bay swept Atlanta to finish 11 and five in Raymond James. What did that game mean to you? Because I know we kind of talked about the excitement behind calling a game by these Brady led Buccaneers. And, you know, the season, uh, the regular season finale was definitely a way to do it.
0: Yeah, and I miss, I, it's funny too, I, you know, even in the preseason, you get to talk, we do some interviews with the guys, it would have been nice to see Brady since I had uh, was the field reporter for Fox when he came back in that Super Bowl, uh, the great comeback against Atlanta, worked through the crowd to, to interview him live, you know, right after the game, it was highly viewed, it was a terrific comeback in overtime and for him, too, a kind of a redemption kind of season with all that went on. Uh, and, and so you, you get to sit in meetings and be around a guy. I didn't call a lot of Patriot games when he was there. So I thought it was a better opportunity. And then we didn't get a lot of Buck games. But that's because Brady brought, he made the Bucks more relevant uh, than, than really they've been since their Super Bowl uh, and put them in primetime, as you guys know. So they were on any Sunday night football and Thursday night football and Monday. Everybody wanted a, a piece of, of the Bucks because of Brady. And then, of course, the team was. Was very successful, so that that added to it. But it was nice uh, for me to get to, to to do the closeout because it was a game and I liked that they could have rested players. And uh, and, and Mike Evans had that the injury, but uh, it sh- it tells you something about the aggressiveness of not only Brady but Bruce Arians and their approach. Hey, we want to win this game. We want to you know we want to be the fifth seed. We want to go into the. The season this way uh, into the postseason, excuse me, and and I like that. You can get like you guys can get injured in practice, and they do. I mean, they, you know, so you don't want to be foolish about it. But I've always found teams that rested starters too much. It's it's worked against them. You lose a rhythm. I mean, a wild card team can win a Super Bowl. We saw it with the Packers. We, we when Rodgers had their run. We're, we're seeing it now that how, how close this team is. So it's not the ideal way to go, but I but I think it says something about overcoming a lot that this this team has. So for me, it was it was really nice to get back into Raymond James, have a few fans there, uh, and, and to be able to kind of talk to Brady and Arians going into the game, and still kind of sizing up what kind of playoff team they're going to be. And I, I think I said to you guys when we talked in the preseason that the Bucks defense would be better later in the year than it would starting out. We were a little unsure at running back. Uh, but the, the defense, especially in these postseason games and even in that game against Atlanta, um, they clamped down. They're really very impressive and I think have people scratching their heads on offense, even great offenses and offensive coaches like, like Andy Reid. And so I, 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 I see that as a key. It was a reason really they won the, the Saints game and then the Bucs uh, beating Green Bay. You know the defense really carried, it, but but obviously Arians and, and Brady did the right kinds of things on offense. You know, I, I hate to use complimentary football; it's a cliche. I always thought that meant if you played well, they compliment you, <laughs> but. <laughs> I would just say that they they played really smart, balanced football and understanding both sides of the of the of the ball and and the special teams area again. It's underrated. You guys know covering the Bucks for years. The kicking game has been a nightmare. Place game ever since Matt Bryant. You can't you can't rely on. And and meanwhile, Ryan up a quiet acquisition that has settled that issue. And he's been clutch and reliable. And hopefully that'll continue for the for the Bucks' sake. And their special teams uh, will continue to improve.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned the, the bugs defense. Uh, it was up and down a lot of times. Uh, there yeah. were some times where, you know, eh, you know, are they good? You know, you don't know. It's a young group, uh, so there, there yeah. is going to be ups and downs. But during this playoff run that you've said, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they're no joke. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, they're no joke. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the MVP of the, of the league, right? Yeah. Um, what have you seen from this Bucks defense, in particular some players that have stood out to you uh, during this postseason run?
0: Well, I, I think the numbers show, show, and I thought people were questioning where he was drafted. Sean Murphy Bunting, right, coming off with interceptions, and the, uh, we we know that you know Carlton Davis is the best cover guy they have. Uh, he was he was hurt, and then he, he's back. So so that's you know again getting him healthy in a rhythm. Uh, lose, playing without Anton Winfield, the rookie junior, mm-hmm. obviously did, did so well. I thought was really going to hurt him. They overcame that. That was that was impressive to me. I, I'm assuming he'll be back uh, for the Super Bowl, and and so so that's big. Uh, But I, I think getting Vita Vea back to really clog the middle and he's a top pick, he's strong, he's rested. Uh, that in the middle with Indominic and Sue, and then you, you know, the outside with JPP and, and Shaq Barrett, I, I, you know, to me, and, and then the play of, of of White and Levante David and linebacker, yeah, just impressed. That's as good as anybody in, in the league. And the way they play it, and you're right about the defense during the year, there were some games, boy, the Saints games during the regular season, you watch, you go, what are they doing? Uh, but they figured it out. And whether it's blitzing or when to, who to send on a blitz or when to blitz, so give Todd Bowles uh, credit for that, knowing what players he has in what place. And I think in this game, uh, not to dive into the matchup, but I do think they have a good chance. People say, "Well, you can't cover Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey." Well, you you may not have to for very long if you have the guys rushing from the outside like Barrett and JPP to to keep you know Mahomes in the pocket, don't let him roam around and get time. And then also he can't like just step up in the middle because you got guys pushing the with Fisher out too. Eric Fisher, the, one of their key linemen. I, I think it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult than what Mahomes and I know these two played each other before but it's a totally different deal just like when mm. the Saints played the the Bucks during the, the course of the year. So I you know I, I named a lot of guys on the defense but I think it takes a lot of guys and how they blend together and that's what I think Todd Bowles has become a little better as experienced as he is. Some of the game plan or approaches he had with the defense against some of those games during the year when I kind of went what are they against the Saints or a few other uh, even Kansas City like what you know I think they figured that out based on the on the personnel uh, that that they have, and so I think that will keep this uh, a closer game than maybe some chief fans think anyway.
1: And, and what's so exciting about talking about this defense is, you know, it, they really did start to come around and play their best football at the best possible time, and, you know, you talk about a lot of the playmakers, but the addition of Vita Vea for him to come back when he did and to be in the shape that he is, we only expected him to play maybe 20, 25 snaps, He went out there and he played 33, having a big 350 pound lineman like Vita Vea, a guy who can move the way that he can, and especially a guy that can move the way he can after coming back from the injury that he did. It just adds another dimension to this Bucs pass rush. And I think that's what makes next Sunday's contest that much more exciting.
0: Yes, and it makes it difficult to run on, which both are hmm. saying, I mean, we're talking about Alvin Kamara, who's one of the league's best, and he, he couldn't run on this team. And I know uh, Aaron Jones got hurt in the Packer game, but the Packers prided themselves. That was one of those, those highest scoring offenses in the regular season. They couldn't get the points because the running game couldn't get going. They became one-dimensional, just like when that was the part of the trend where they, I remember asking Tom Brady in our last game about his, the most complete game of the year. In the regular season, and I, I, you know, he had that half against Detroit. I was talking about the entire team, and I mentioned the Packer game, the earlier regular season Packer game. He said, "No, he goes. We only the defense played great, but our offense we didn't play great in that game." So he was essentially saying we haven't played our best football all around, offensively and defensively, and and now in the postseason, I think the defense is playing some of the best it has, but the offense really they've done enough, but but I think they could do a lot more. I don't think they have played their best, and I, I have to respect the commitment to the run and the way that Fournette, remember we talked when he was acquired and, and Ronald Jones, uh, the, how, how they've been patient and smart about that. Because uh, I think that at least gives – um, the defense, the impression that the Bucks can run or will or will run, even we know that they want to throw the ball and and uh, and and air it out. But yes, defensively having Vitavea is a big get, and I and I like the experience. I'm a little worried, and I was all year, even in the postseason. That's why I thought, well wow, somebody might. Their secondary, we asked about that. That there's not a lot of experience back there, uh, but the the you know the experience of an Dominic Sue or a Jason Pierre Paul who. You know, beat Brady in the Super Bowl as a giant, uh, you know, and, and even Levante David with. with uh, so I think there's enough there and, and they're doing their job so well that I think it allows guys in the secondary uh, takes a little bit of pressure uh, off them. But this will be the this will be the ultimate test because of the way Kansas City uh, does some of the things with uh, with the talented people they have, the speed they have.
2: Yeah, you, you did mention the, the Bucks offense and mentioned Leonard Fournette. Maybe yeah was you know, one of those late additions. A guy that was on the team when we last spoke to you was Antonio Brown. And, of course, you saw him uh, score two touchdowns in Week 17, have over 100 receiving yards, and he's been a big part of this Bucks offense, but not so much in the postseason. Uh, what do you think Antonio Brown has meant for this team, and where do you think you know he could play a role in this game on Sunday?
0: Well, and I hope that he's healthy, and I think he Hmm. will give it a shot because it, it, you know, again at the time it took some some snaps or at least some opportunities away from guys like Scotty Miller and some of the others, and we know what he can do uh, in in a role. But Antonio Brown, look, if Tom Brady respects you and wants you on his team, uh, and and again the code of conduct, the way the contract was structured, uh, the Bucks are very careful about that. But it was Brady who who drove this and, and then the team supported him saying, Hey, we, you know, we have to make sure that he's in line with us and he, and he has been. So if he's healthy, he hasn't been able to uh, play a rather healthy effect. That was probably the last time he was healthy for an entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Evan, because of the, uh, was that Atlanta game at the close of regular season and he put up great numbers, just having him out there, as a threat, I mean, he's one of the the guys like Scotty Miller who can go deep and add two things. I I think I I think he'll be a big factor. Of course, you know Evans and Godwin, but I also think the tight end usage and Brady good about that. Whether you know, Gronkowski, Cameron braid however you have to uh, maneuver things and dumping the ball. That's the one area uh, Brady likes to get it to the back out of the backfield. Those guys can't afford whoever is Rojo, uh, Ford, You can't drop the ball. You got you know I mean you have to be sure-handed on those. Those are not. I know you're not a receiver. You're running back. As a receiver, but uh, make those catches because you can pick up some yardage. It helps with the, you know, shortening the uh, the distance. Obviously, you need to go, but it also throws the, the defense will have to come up and start thinking about that. And that's something that's always been a part of, of Brady's offenses and his success. And I like that he's brought the tight ends more into it. You know, the Bruce Arians offense back in Arizona, where he's been, not a whole lot of tight end, and and obviously with great receivers, but it, it helps open things up. We have two really obviously good tight ends too, with with Kelsey uh, in this game, who I, I when I covering the team last year i was on that chief sideline for fox when they came back uh, against the uh, the 49ers to win the super bowl and obviously mahomes was outstanding but the chief defense uh, did some things differently uh, in that game and and that's where i think the bucks not have an advantage but i i don't know that the, the kc defense is as good as the saints defense or some of the others that the uh, the Bucks have run into through the course of of the season and the and the postseason.
1: Yeah, mentioning the tight ends, a, a guy this postseason who kind of took a backseat, took a little bit of a different role than what we saw him do in the regular season. That's Rob Gronkowski, who. By the way, I mean, just a great year from Gronk, from him to come back, and a lot of people talk about not knowing what kind of shape he's in, uh, if he's going to be able to play a full season because he did struggle with injuries, part of the reason he retired, for him to come back and play the year that he has, and then just kind of... You know, I, I guess buckle down and take on a little bit bigger of a responsibility in the postseason. He has been huge in blocking these past three games. What do you make of Gronk season? And uh, do you think we see him kind of reemerge in the Super Bowl? Or is he confident in that blocker spot? Because he's doing a pretty good job at both.
0: Yeah, no, you hit it. Uh, it. He's very good at that. And I think that's one, one of the reasons he retired. It's it's physically demanding. And then the wear and tear. But this is the Brady factor that goes beyond some of what we're talking about in the game and are elevating everybody's game. Also recruiting people that, that, that he could push the right button with at the right time, whether it is an Antonio Brown or a Gronkowski or or some of the guys that have already been on the Bucs. But these are players... Uh, that he knows, and I, I like to look the postseason, I call it Brady time, it's also been Gronk time, you know, at least historically with, with New England, and and he hasn't been a, as much in the passing game, because he's been needed to block, and you have other, uh, whether it's uh, Tanner Hudson or the good hands of, of Cameron braid at that position, so uh, I give him a lot of credit for, for coming back, but I, and I don't, he doesn't do it if Brady's not the quarterback, and he doesn't put forth the effort, and, and I know that uh, Bruce Arians has been very complimentary of him uh, making the tough plays, block the tough moments, uh, not just getting the headlines, but he'll show up in a certain spot. I mean, his speed downfield, that type of thing. But when you need a reliable catch in a, in a short area, that's still a guy that, uh, that uh, Tom Brady can, can go to. And, and I think he feels comfortable uh, with those two guys.
2: Yeah, well, one more quick question before we really dive into this, this Chiefs Bucks matchup is you, know, you mentioned that you were on the, on the Chiefs sideline uh, last year when they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, it was against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And in that game, I kind of remember Garoppolo missing some throws, and there was some real opportunities there for the 49ers to take full control of the game, and they just weren't able to seize it. Against the Chiefs, you're going to, you know, against the Chiefs offense, you're going to have to not have wasted opportunities like that. Uh, you know, a guy like Tom Brady, you wouldn't expect him to make those those same miscues. So, what do you think the difference between having a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo and a guy like Tom Brady could mean in a you know championship game like this? I mean, this is Brady's tenth Super Bowl. He's been yeah. there, he's done that. So,
0: yeah, and we know that he turned it over in the last game, but 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 he's very careful about turnovers when they take place. Uh, Brady, he's always been that that way. And I uh, that game last year, that Super Bowl, Garoppolo missed some receivers, but. You're the 49ers with a fourth quarter lead at the size that it was, and your, but your, you know, your team's built on defense, mm-hmm. and and they didn't make play. They let Tyreek Hill get loose. They let mm-hmm. you know Mahomes roll out. So they they did some things that. Uh, the Bucs, I hope, paid attention to because, they, and hopefully, from their standpoint, they won't allow that because that also changed the uh, the dynamic. You, you know, the other team can't beat you if you have the lead and they don't score, even if you do turn it over or miss a big play. But I, I agree with your point that you have to keep scoring, you have to be aggressive. That's that's how Brady and, and Arians are. I don't think they're going to be foolish about it, but that's how the Chiefs are, too, at least offensively, uh, very aggressive in this. So um, I, I, I just, in terms of, you know, key plays, big plays, um, I, you know, the, the Chiefs last year had that run where they were behind in every game in the postseason and had to come back. I wonder if there's a little bit of, uh, you know, again, it's not lackadaisical, they're here, they expect to win, they're confident, but, uh, you know, you got to physically be aggressive from the first snap, and that's where I think Todd Bowles and the defense maybe will have a, have a jump. And I do think, the Bucks playing at home. Uh, on, uh, they both play in grass during the year, natural grass. But I do think the Bucks, being in their own backyard, uh, I know they won't have the fan advantage. But I, I think for a young team, for the most part, other than Brady and a few of the vets we mentioned, I, I think there's something comfortable about that. So the game doesn't feel so big uh, for some. Of, <coughs> excuse me, the young players who haven't been in a Super Bowl. Obviously, they've played some big games here, but I, I think that could be a plus for the Bucks.
1: Now taking a look at this game Super Bowl 55 in Raymond James Stadium next Sunday what kind of game do you expect it to be I mean it has the makings of being a shootout like everyone would hope a big game on offense but you've also got the Bucks defense playing the way that they have a lot of people could build this the unstoppable force versus the immovable object with the Bucks defense this postseason And, and, and these are two teams that You even said it yourself. These are two teams that don't shy away from their big plays, taking their shots and really going for those big highlight reel moments on the grandest stage that the NFL can offer. What kind of game are you expecting? Are we expecting a high scoring game or is it going to be a close one all the way down to who has the ball last?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it could be, you know, and and that's kind of how I don't think we're going to see both teams in the 30s, but you might see a 31-28 or 31-27 kind of of game. I don't think either one of these teams want to settle for field goals, especially the Bucs. Uh, I saw the Packers in my mind. I saw them affected by Brady, I think, Uh, and, and whether it's a psychological thing or some of the physical things he does. I I don't know if how the chief defense will respond to, to that. To me, I mean, I know on the other side Mahomes is is unflappable. I mean, so he he's not gonna get psyched out by anything. So yeah, it'll be I, I think what we'll see is is teams uh I'm not sure how the Chiefs will pro I think the Bucks will approach this from a let's limit the possessions, okay, from, from Mahomes. That's that'll help our defense. And then when we do, you know, we have to have our plan to, to either continue. You know, Mahomes has a great arm. Even in the pocket, he can, he does great things. But I think he's less dangerous when you keep him in the pocket. So you don't have to guess and gamble about, was he going to run and, and, and take off? So, uh, and then how you cover, uh, again, we've got weapons all over the place. We haven't talked about the Chiefs running game where they layer the rookie. Um, but, but I, yeah, I, I think the Bucks will try to, uh, uh, and it doesn't mean to run the ball, but a, a, a a ball control offense. Yeah. And if they get not afraid, you know, cause Arians loves the deep ball, but not afraid if you get like we saw in Scotty Miller, you, you get that one-on-one coverage and it's deep. Brady's smart enough, aware enough to take it. But he's also not foolish enough that if he wants that, but he doesn't have time to get it there, uh, don't take the sack or, or do something silly. He'll dump it off or he'll get rid of the ball so that you can control and keep the down and distance, uh, keep that yardage you know, limited. So that's what I think the, the Bucks' approach will be. Not conservative, uh, but uh, work the drive, work the drive. And then let's make sure if we get down there, we're going to you know, be in a position, be thinking four downs. We're only going to settle for three if it's third and long and we're far we're outside 20 outside the red zone. I mean, that's my, that's my early thought on this anyway.
2: Yeah. So you talk about the offense and, and what they're going to have to do with this defense, really, especially in the first quarter versus the chiefs, they really struggled. Um, they played a lot of man coverage with not a lot of safety help and sort of left their corners, particularly Carlson Davis on an Island against Tyree yeah. Hill and uh, not many people can match the speed of Hill. So I, I don't think the Bucks will do that again. But what do you think the Bucks' defense game plan could be versus this Chiefs offense that right now, I mean, that, that's a pretty good Buffalo defense that they just made it look yeah. pretty easy against. And um, you know, what, what, what do you think that the game plan could be and, and how to just, I don't think you're going to stop the Chiefs offense, but how do you think it's best to just slow them down?
0: Yeah, and, and limit the possession, something the Raiders yeah. did when they beat them earlier in the year. Again, the Chiefs may have been sleepwalking. Obviously they're a better team, well oiled uh, machine. I do think Eric Fisher will make in the offensive line make a little bit of a difference there and the Bucks can take advantage of that. I, I agree with your point about I, I don't like I, I don't think you can man coverage, you mix things up a little bit, but I wouldn't wow. do a lot of man-to-man with, with, with uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Michael Hardman. You've got, I don't, I'm not sure what the update is on, on Sammy White, but even with, with Kelsey, the, it's just too <clears throat> too risky. Now You may have to gamble at times because you want to blitz, but I, I don't know that they'll have to blitz that much. So the game plan, I would think, and I, I again, I don't know about the coverage, but because of the speed and, and the guys you have outside, that you rush wide enough, uh, to keep Mahomes in the pocket so he doesn't get out oh. rolling and scrambling. You know, he flips the ball, he's got a great, you know, or he you know he fools you as if he's going to run and you come more forward and he dumps it off and there's a 20 yard pickup with the speed of the Chiefs. So uh, and I, I do think the so that and then we talked about Vita Vay in the middle and I and I think the speed uh, of Devin White and, and Levante David, just to, to mention too, from that position, whether they're dropping back in coverage or whether they're coming forward Uh, to work on Mahomes or at least take some things away from Mahomes. I I, I think that, you know, we talk about how fast Kansas City players are. I I think from a defensive standpoint, that's where the Bucs' speed is. It's not in the secondary. And so uh, hopefully Todd Bowles will figure out a way so that he can counter uh, the the guys like Tarikio, that can get downfield or Hardman, uh, and that would be. you know And here's the other intangible too. We always talk about it. We saw this the, the the turnover battle or the takeaways. And look, the Bucks, and you saw they. Todd Bowles teaches this. Other teams do it too. But the tackling the helmet into the football to knock it loose. I mean, we right. saw that in Aaron Jones in the in the Packer game. We so so that's another thing that you can't count on that when you're looking at how's this game going to turn out. But when it does happen, and I I think that. Brady, you know, will be very careful with with the football, uh, and Mahomes may be a little bit. He's not reckless, but he's he's fearless, and 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 so that sometimes can cost you. If, if you have the right uh, from a defense that schemes the right way. And I, I'm sure Todd Bowles is looking at that closely. So, but the thing is, you, you know, you can't, I agree with you. Chiefs got out and score right away early. You, you know, you, you just you got to keep pace with them. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. And you can score quickly. If you score, you score, but you get touchdowns. But if not, then let's go the, Brady's the right guy. So I'm do that against Atlanta with dumping off to running backs to, Chew up the clock and work the team, you know, work the team down, downfield, in a Super Bowl game. Did it against some other teams as well in the postseason. So that's kind of how I, I, I see it going. But you know, a lot of things will, will unfold. And I do think we have two offensive coaches that adjust uh, really well as head coaches to the game. You know, Reed and, and Arians and of Chris Brady on the field does that. Mahomes is a natural talent, and I do think the defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, who is with the Giants before when they beat Brady and the Patriots, at, at least in one of those, keep tabs on that. He's another one who knows his personnel well and adjusts. And, and Todd Bowles, uh, I think we saw that, and that's why they've been so good in these, uh, in these last couple of uh, postseason games after the Washington uh, you know, Heineke explosion for points, even though they won <laughs> that game. That was starting to wonder, too, about the Bucs' yeah. defense, but they're going in the right direction for this game.
1: Absolutely. As we start to wrap things up, I just want to remind everybody that uh, these past few weeks, we've really talked about a lot of big games here on the show. And as everybody knows, with big games, you need big stakes. Our friends over at Kansas City Steaks has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs. And of course, the big game next Sunday. Go over to KansasCitySteaks.com and try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor. We were checking out their website a couple of weeks ago, and they have got some great looking things to bring your game day feast to the next. Next level mini beef, Wellington steak, burger sliders, Mac and cheese melt, shrimp wrapped in bacon, bacon wrapped oysters. I know everything sounds delicious. It it really does. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, Every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Visit KansasCityStakes.com slash gameday and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE B L E A V at checkout. Again, go to KansasCityStakes.com slash gameday and use the code BELIEVE B L E A V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. One more question for you, Chris, before we let you go here, and it has to do with not just the city of Tampa as a city and in, in the growth that we've seen these past couple of years, but as a sports market, what does this past year in sports mean for Tampa Bay as the next big major sports market? I mean, as we talked about earlier, the Lightning won their Stanley Cup. The Rays got to hang an American League banner this year. The Rowdies competed for their championship. The Toronto Raptors are on vacation in the Bay Area. And then the Cherry Top or the cherry on top is the Buccaneers hosting and playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, as a guy in broadcasting, you've talked about, you've been around, you've been through, you've experienced the big sports markets. But, I mean, what do you think? Is it time for little old Tampa Bay to be the next one? Well, I have,
0: yeah, I haven't grown up in Florida. I, I never thought Tampa, I thought it was uh, kind of an under-the-radar sports market. And I, I know you don't have your own NBA team. There is the Orlando Magic. But just from, from what you said, uh, I was there in the Bucs, you know, heyday years. Of, so I saw fans and, and the, the line to get a season ticket or the waiting list for uh, Buccaneer football. And uh, certainly I know people criticize the attendance in the stadium. But what the Rays have done on a limited budget talk about the hockey team, outstanding, and that, and that has brought the national respect across the board, uh, not just in the sport, but for the way that, that has been run and the, the success that they have. I know Los Angeles will make a little bit of an argument with their championship of the Lakers and the Dodgers, mm. uh, but the, the Rams certainly. But, but to me, the big thing that jumps out at me is, is Brady taking this team that, uh, and right away, when he got here, people were like, eh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl team. I was like, oh, that's a lot to put on one guy, yeah. but he delivered. And the, the historical significance of... The <laughs> cat uh, being the only one in the history of the Super Bowls to have it in your own stadium and remember this was supposed to be the other way Los Angeles remember they they had to switch next year the Super Bowl will be in uh, will be in LA they had to switch because of something going on with the construction at the Rams new stadium uh, and, and the Chargers and so the irony of how this falls in what was a crazy 2020 and so I think we'll have a terrific game and I think it is good for it. it's a little frustrating for me that, that we couldn't because it's, it's one of the great places is to have a Super Bowl anyway, Tampa, Miami. I I was there in, obviously, Miami last year with, uh, you know, you want a warm-weather city. Uh, you know, people come all week and golf and have fun. And Tampa is such a great party town. There's so much to do and such a variety. You want to golf, go to the beach and, and that whole, you know, Tampa Bay area. And yet it's, it's limited for people for the visitors coming in, given what we've been through with the pandemic, uh, but they'll see. And, and uh, Tampa Bay's, you know, it's look, it's, it's, it's not a small little town anymore for, for sports. It's well-respected and, and Brady again, brought it all back, at least from, the NFL and the Buccaneers uh, standpoint, and the Super Bowl's has always been a great event there at that stadium and and in that city. So um, I, I would say uh, America will be watching. The world will will be watching, and not just the game, but but uh, Tampa Bay as well.
2: Absolutely. Well, one more one more quick question before we let you go. Uh, do you have a do you have a game pick? And if you do, what is your what is your X factor on on offense or defense? It can be it can be either one. You know, we're not yeah. really you you don't have to pick the Bucks, but uh what, what is your well, game pick? And I'll, who do you think is gonna be that? Yeah, X
0: I'll just say I, I thought it, I was I, I'm you know I'm leaning towards the Bucks. I thought the point spread and I don't gamble in nods makers, but uh, people ask me people. I I thought it, the Chiefs as a defending champs should have been more of a favorite going in. I know mm-hmm. the general betting public likes them at the low number. I thought it was three, and I know maybe that's because of the Bucks home field. It's not your typical home field advantage. Uh, An X factor for the Chiefs is, and I saw this down on the field during that game when they came back against the 49ers, the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Tyron Matthew on the field with that defense Mm -hmm. and on the sideline when they were fouling up and there were issues. Yeah, there's coaches making adjustments, but he was a key player. Uh, talking to other players about certain ways to uh, bring it and adjust. And then he performed well. So watch him if, if the Chiefs defense is struggling and they need to turn it around. He's a guy who can. And obviously if they're doing well, uh, I would think he would have a have a lot to do with that. And Bruce Arians knows knows him well, going back yeah. to the Arizona days. I, you know, for the for the Bucks, I, I'm leaning on their defense winning this game. I know that sounds weird in a game with with two great quarterbacks and have and having Brady, uh, but I like the way Brady feels the game, distributes the ball. Uh, And and I I like uh, if they're healthy enough on offense, the the, the choices he has uh, to make Kansas City's defense um, uh, one that he can at least get enough move the ball enough, get enough points uh, to win it. So, yeah, sorry to kind of bow out on it, but I, I, as okay. I said, I was giving you a score there of 31-28, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll lean in the Bucks' favor, but obviously the Chiefs should be favored with a, with a healthy Mahomes. Uh, and, and the kind of, but again, their defense, I, I, and I think the Bucks' defense has to win this for them. The Kansas City defense could just play their game and let Mahomes do
1: his thing. There we go. Game prediction and all. Chris, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here on the show again. It has been a pleasure to talk to you and looking forward to a great game this Sunday.
0: Yeah, good, good to be out with you guys. Enjoy the game. It's always great talking football.
1: Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Myers of Fox Sports joins the show. Thank you again. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. You can also follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. That's just about going to wrap things up for us here today on episode 166. The next time we talk to you, It'll be Thursday for the game preview. We got a very special guest joining us for that one, Chris Gronkowski. And I only say that here on the show because... We're not going to officially announce it yet. We're going to kind of let it be a tease for the people who have listened to this point. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, really looking forward to that one. Like I said, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Bucks News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host on Instagram at Bucks underscore Daily. The number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find them on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Like I said, we will not speak to you guys again until our game preview show on Thursday, but it is an action-packed episode in our first-ever Super Bowl preview show. So take that information and uh, do with it what you will. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish and our very special guest, Chris Myers of Fox Sports talk to you guys on thursday until then go box
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube
1: Liberty's leave policy was tremendous. Having the ability to take 16 weeks off fully paid to bond with my child was an incredible experience.
0: At Liberty Mutual, you can find a career that supports you at every step, even baby steps. We offer up to 16 weeks parental leave for new moms and dads. And because not everyone's pathway to parenthood looks the same, we offer robust fertility, surrogacy, and adoption benefits, too. Learn more at LibertyMutualCareers.com and pursue your tomorrow today.